partner it's oh, been a, a number of weeks on these old podcasting trails it's oh. been a minute since i've seen you oh lord i'm not gosh i'm too tired to do a voice <laughs> I, I don't have the energy to do a voice i could maybe reach inside my heart and pull out a little bit of a british accent but but just enough of somebody who spent Three months there studying abroad. You know what I mean? Just a Madonna British accent. I don't know who this Josh is. I'm Prospector Joe. Folks, sometimes Josh turns into an old-timey character <laughs> called Prospector Joe. And we all have to wish really hard to bring him back to normal. <laughs> Clap if you believe in Prospector <laughs> Joe. That's it. <laughs> Prospector Joe, come on, kids. Uh, yeah, no, but this has been a. Uh, it's been a minute. Um, been a minute. We. Uh, it's been a minute since there's been an episode as well. We're very excited to see y'all. It's been a minute. Okay, that's a fun name for the podcast. Can we change it? <laughs> I don't know at this point. Um, also, why not? It's been a minute. <laughs> yeah, we'll just yeah we just dub that over the over Dylan's recording. It's just us going. It's been a minute. <laughs> Why not? It's been a minute. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. So uh, Paula and I have both uh, been very busy for for various reasons. Um, We're and- launching an Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> um. And also. Who knows when this episode's going to come out because we just got a tornado warning and we might have to leave halfway through it. That's kind of exciting. We are recording it in a tornado warning. And as a solid Midwesterner, I can tell you, a watch means there could be one. A warning means beep, beep, it's here. Um, So uh, you know what, though? Imagine how viral we'll go if we're recording this. Well, we'll have the equipment on in the land of Oz. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yes, it's yeah, it's a hello from the magic tavern kind of scenario that we'll find ourselves in. If I accidentally kill a woman with a house. <laughs> yeah, it's it's incidental. You've already said that it wasn't your fault. <laughs> more criminals <laughs> more criminals aren't doing podcasts and saying it's not their fault when the murder happens. <laughs> uh, what an alibi. <laughs> Um, uh, Josh, where have we been? <laughs> where have we been? Uh, well, where have you been, Paula? I have been in Minnesota for three weeks. Woo! Hi and, to my mom and dad. <laughs> and I've been quarantined in my apartment for three weeks because, folks, I got the COVID. He got the COVID. Yeah, I feel a lot better now. Um, I was no fun for a little while there. I had a mild case. Um, also was being very good about being socially distant and wearing a mask and things like that. So just a reminder to everyone out there, um, don't uh, don't sleep on this thing. Like it's incredibly contagious. And even the mild case for someone who is like in their 20s and runs and is in pretty good shape, like it was no fun for a while there. So yeah. just... Please take care of each other. Take care of yourself. It's important. Wear a like, mask. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. Because it's been three weeks, and I'm still waiting on a positive test, on a non-positive test. Now, now, Josh, uh, this is maybe not the important part, but but at this point, we, you and I have both had COVID tests. Mm-hmm. 
I got tested before I went to Minnesota and that sucks. I was negative, but, uh, it, they, they stick up a Q-tip so far up your nose that it actually comes out your ears. You want to hear my hot take, Paula? Yeah. They don't have to do it that far. <laughs> uh, I don't hate it. Oh my God. You <laughs> freak. I don't hate it. Oh, who are you? Get out of here. I don't know. I mean, it's not the, like a comfortable thing, but it's also in a thing I've never experienced before. It's an interesting feeling. It's I, it feels like um it feels like uh something has gone wrong with your neti pot. <laughs> sure. I mean, I guess the thing is like I hate strep tests. Oh, see, I've never like, gotten a strep test. See, strep tests, like, my gag reflex is very active, and it sucks, and they have to, like, use the tongue depressor thing. Um, and so uh, I just, I hate it with every fiber of my being, versus this one, they're just kind of, you know, they're in and out. It's a very weird thing. It feels like uh, someone is, like, somehow able to touch my eyeball through my nose. It's kind of a and weird, fun sensation. You're sitting here telling me it feels like they can touch my eyeball through my nose. I like it. <laughs> hey, no kink, no shame. Get out of here. <laughs> Welcome to Being Earnest, a very sincere podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Paula. And we're here to talk to you for as long as we're able to with this tornado barreling down on us. I don't think I would do well in Oz. <laughs> we're here to talk about the earnest and sincere news of the day. So... Why wouldn't you do well in Oz? Because I don't do well with, like, following rules. Sure. So I think the second that the, you know, the scarecrow was like, we got to go to Wicked Witch, I'd be like, I'm not helping you. <laughs> she's got the word wicked in her name. <laughs> she's got, sorry, you said she's the Wicked Witch? <laughs> and I just killed her sister? She's not going to be not, happy about me showing up. I'm not going there. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? I uh, I think I could do pretty well in Oz. I don't know that I'm whimsical enough, but I <laughs> do think that I would like the camaraderie of being a of being a uh, Munchkin. You know what I mean? You know, it's about like building towards the greater good. You know, power to the hands of the people. That kind of you know, curly shoes, all that kind of sure. stuff. I'm picturing me and you and Oz and they immediately start singing and you and I are like, we don't know this. We don't know this one. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, was this in the, was this in the rehearsal packet? Hold up. How, how do you all know this song? Is this my note? <laughs> We're trying to do the dances. It's like not the right dances. Are you hearing the tornado sirens right now? Should we should probably break. Yeah. Okay, let's break. Let's revisit this in a little bit. Um, okay, so we're back. We are back. We're still alive as of this recording. <laughs> Folks, we had to go to a basement. Yeah, two separate basements. We don't live in the same building. You sorry know, to sorry kind of, to destroy that fan fiction. <laughs> I do kind of picture whenever I listen to a podcast, though, that it's like, um, you know how you always, when you're little, assume that teachers live in the classroom? Mm -hmm. I always assume podcast hosts live in the same apartment. Yeah, <laughs> So maybe exactly. it's like that brothers. No, so, so midway through recording, bam, 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 we got to go to the basement. Josh, how was your experience? Yeah, so my neighbor across the way, Shalina, shout out to Shalina, uh, and I are... 
she's a she's a beautiful human being. Um, she and I are buds, and we help each other through the weirdness of being adults who live alone separately. Um, and together, so we texted each other, and we were like, "Should we go downstairs?" She was like, "Is there a downstairs?" And I was like, "Someone has told me once that there is a basement somewhere." that has all our like electric meters. I've just never been able to find it. And so Shalina, her dog Sawyer and I all went down into the basement and we had a fun time, uh, hanging out, not getting swept up by a tornado and trying to keep Sawyer from eating nails. Okay. That's fun. Yeah. How about you? Oh, ours was very cute. Our entire building, which I live in a, in a small building. There's only like six units. Um, we all went downstairs to the basement and I brought grandma on a little leash mm-hmm. and we all just kind of hung out and that was cute. But there's two massive trees down in my neighborhood. We're completely blocked in. Really? Yeah. Do you think it's an inside job? For sure. Um, That's so wholesome though. It was very wholesome. It was very sweet. Um, you got to show off your cat. Got to show off my cat. You know, I love parading her around on her little leash. Um, and yes, we made it. Our luckily, it looks like there's no real damage with the the trees that came down in our um, in our street, and hopefully, none in the others. Um, but Josh, did you ever have tornado drills when you were a kid? Never. It's too <gasps> hilly in New England. You don't know what to do then. Yeah, well, I kind of know because my mom's from Kansas City originally. So we heard tell of these tornadoes that come through. We had a lot of drills like um, I guess the things that hit New England aren't like drill inducing. Yeah, It was like, we've got an ice storm this weekend. And you're like, all right, well, let me stock up on food. And that was the whole thing. That's amazing. I have been through every kind of drill. You tell me a natural disaster. I've been through that drill. <laughs> I do think that I am potentially um, an omen of the end times. Yeah. A little bit. Agree. Yeah. Just because like That's in the last. General aura. Yeah, exactly. It's the like, I go to Japan, there's a typhoon. I get COVID and suddenly there's a, uh, you know, a, a tornado. No, I'm, you know. Don't go together. My, my eyes are bleeding black ooze and just coming through, you know, across my face. I would say I need to bring it back to the correlation between you get COVID and then there's a tornado. Mm -hmm. So those don't really like saying that you're a bringer of the end times because you go to Japan, bring a typhoon. That makes sense. But we need to unpack this. You get COVID and then there's a tornado because I hope you use this for everything. I got COVID Four years later, fire at a building two blocks away from where I used to live. What's our topic this week, Paula? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> far away. Our topic is far away. Though we've been talking for 15 minutes about a tornado that we just didn't really experience. Look, I've told people this. First off, we did experience it. It was around here. Second off, if you're if you say to yourself, I would love to learn about this topic. Go to a different podcast. <laughs> this is just a veiled, a veiled guidance for what we're going to scream about in the microphone this week. Yeah, exactly. Though I would like to be far away right yes, now from this storm. Josh, this leads me to my first question. What's the farthest place? 
Great question, Paula. Thank you. So let's play a game. What do you think is directly opposite from Chicago on on the globe? Like if you if you ran a skewer through Chicago and it popped out the other side of the the uh, the the spherical Earth, it is spherical, not flat. What would it be? Mongolia. I don't think that's it. It feels like it would be though. But that's in the northern hemisphere. Oh, you're I'm sh- I'm looking at straight across. Oh, I see what you're doing. You're doing lines of latitude. I'm yes. thinking about it's like, you know, you've got a circle and you put a new axis through it. No, you're doing it wrong. I'm talking I don't think I'm doing it wrong. Uh, Mine is no, no, directly no. across. No, you don't you're doing this completely wrong even though it's your game. I'm saying <laughs> if you started digging you come over, we just start digging, digging, digging. Where would we pop up? No, that's what I'm saying. Yours is if you dug sideways. Where do you think we would pop up? So this, I literally have a peach in front of me, the, right? No one else can see this peach. I know, but we're here. Yeah. Mongolia was also on the top half. So if straight you went across. through, no, it's straight across maybe, but that's not the furthest. Straight across. <laughs> Wait, I think it's somewhere in the Indian Ocean. I think that there's a website for this. And if not, we have a brilliant idea. Oh, okay. If you could dig a hole through the earth, here's where you would pop out. <gasps> We're going to find out. Okay, so this website is called antipodes.com antipodesmap.com and basically you put in your address and it shows you exactly where you would be if you started digging and you came out the other side and unfortunately it looks like we're we're just in the middle of the ocean yeah like a like halfway between the western tip of australia and south africa oh, roughly like straight south of, of india a, that's kind of a bummer mhm wouldn't it be funny if because even though we are a 15 minute walk from each other, if yours was like, yeah, you're in Sydney, Australia. <laughs> Mine's a beautiful place. Mine's the middle of the ocean. Now, can I tell you something? <laughs> Speaking of far away, can I tell you what I learned about Australia this week? Uh, our signature segment, what Paula learned about Australia this week. <laughs> da, 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 da. That's the Australian theme song. Um, Not the anthem, but the theme their song. national theme song. There is a thing in Australia. I'm so sorry, Paula. I have to interrupt you and ask you what the American national theme song is. <laughs> Stories from your friends. Now that I know, you might be a star tonight. <laughs> America's Let's Funniest Home Videos. <laughs> yeah, that's our theme song. I uh, think it's. I think it's president. I think it's the theme to uh, Reading Rainbow. Would be my argument. You assume Americans read. Oh, yeah, you're right. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Do more Americans read? And this is not a read from me. I do not read books. Is it? Do you think more Americans read? Or do you think more Americans enjoy watching a video of some guy jumping on a trampoline and flipping it over? Yeah, no, it's probably the latter. USA. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what's up with Australia? In Australia, there are... These things called Australia's big things. Wait, what? There are a set of over 150 
loosely related large structures, some of which are novelty architecture. They're just 150 giant statues all across the country called the big things. <laughs> That's crazy. There's everything. Big egg corn, big mushroom, big pool ball. You think they would big- have come up with any other name, but they're like, yeah, it's going to be big things. I love it. <laughs> the one I want to see the most is the big shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> So this is uh that's at the top of your bucket list to uh to see once we're allowed to go to any other country besides our own. I'm gonna see the big things. Yeah, all 15 big things. No. 150, Josh. I missed the zero. I'm sorry. That's crazy. That 15 is a, a few big things. 150 big things. That's yeah. I'm obsessed. <laughs> you gotta catch them all. You got to catch them all. The original 150. I'm going to steal them all. I mean, big, big miner, big mower, (laughs) big rum bottle. It's everything I love. Big ring, (laughs) big hat. It's like someone just was like, hey, Paula, we're going to, we need you to name some things that we're going to make this like series of statues and it's going to be this really cool art piece. What, what do you think we can make statues of? And you're just looking around the room like ring, uh, lawnmower, uh, cup, big, big window, <laughs> big cat, <laughs> big podcast. Yeah. So that is kind of just an earnest, wonderful thing I learned this week. So I would say that the thing that I think feels furthest away is uh, my life uh, in February. Yeah, that's probably very true. (laughs) What about you? What do you think the furthest thing away is? I mean, perhaps the darkest part of the ocean. Oh, you've opened up an important debate here, Paula, which is would you rather be in the deep, o- which is scarier, the deep ocean or deep space? Well, I'm a pretty good swimmer, so probably deep space. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. So you're 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 good at the like dangly gangly fish level. <laughs> oh, I can tread water for 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> I can hold my breath for a solid sixty-five seconds. <laughs> What what's a shark gonna do to me? I can can't do the front crawl, can do the back crawl. Pretty <laughs> you do, well. You can't Not do the front thing. crawl, but you can do the back crawl. Yeah. Wow. It's an important and and telling fact. Uh there's I'm a woman of many mysteries. <laughs> um well no, this is actually a really good question because the problem with both of these is the unknown. Sure. You know? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, so we don't know. And it's the other problem I would say is the just like just sheer expanse of it. Yeah. I guess we know that there are bounds to right. the deep ocean, but we just don't know what's out there versus mm-hmm. space. I think space is, you know, I go back and forth on this because on the one hand, space is terrifying because you are forced to think about the ever expanding universe and the like just sheer amount you the human brain can't think about that much space so it's the, scary to you because you would have an existential crisis up there yeah 100 or you know no air one or the other um and then well, in this scenario you can breathe in both what 
Yeah, we're talking about like we're not saying your head would explode if you actually went to the deepest part of the ocean. No, that's In what I was scenario. gonna say. Is like like the scary part about that is the like the pressure, like just feeling like completely pushed in, not able to move because you're. I'll say that you can feel it, but you can still breathe and function. Otherwise, you would. Otherwise, the correct answer is neither. Okay. Yeah. Sure. That so so if you were selectively bred and mutated to be able to live in either of those environments, which would you rather be in? Mm -hmm. I feel like you'd get less lonely in the deep ocean. That's true. That's true. Now the one, you know, I'm not a weapons girl. Sure, sure. I'm not somebody who's sitting here collecting swords, but in deep space, if you encounter some aliens, I bet your weapons would work pretty well. They'd at least have a fighting chance. <laughs> Underwater, you encounter, I don't know, mean shark. It's not going to work well. Mm, and that's important yeah. to consider, too. You have no defenses underwater. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Especially Even if you have gills, you've got no natural defenses. Yeah. Um, I do kind of like the idea of being a senile uh, spaceman who's been out there for too long. That would make sense. You could be like one of those uh, one of those unfound tribes that still exist in some parts of the world where they're like, mm -hmm. leave them alone. They're better off existing on their own. Yeah, all the all the aliens are like, just leave him to MLB Showdown, a Wizards yeah. of the Coast based uh, D twenty baseball game that he plays by himself for yeah, four hours a day. People fly too close and they just see you shaking your fist at them. Yeah. Right. Exactly. He knows all the fake names of all the fake pod racers. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one guy sticking up for you. Yeah, exactly. I want to see him. Yeah. I've heard tell of a stupid sport that George Lucas came up with. Now, who in this galaxy could tell us what a pod racer sounds like? The only records I have are of this fictional character named Gascano who only appeared in one video game in 1999. Someone somewhere out there, as I pray to the stars, needs someone must know who this is. And then I come down writing a comment being like, he's a pod racer and he looks dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Paula, did you ever consider being one of those people who just kind of drops their entire life and goes uh, for a gap year? So what do you mean when you say gap year? You know, where like they drop all their earthly possessions and they're like, I'm going to go just backpack around Europe. I I think that is something that I would love to do, but under no circumstances could I ever actually do it. Sure. You know, like, like I have too many little things that I like and I'm, I'm a little too stuck in my ways and there's, there's no feasible world in which I would save up enough money to do that. Yeah, I think where I'm at with that is that, and and I said that very kind of like sarcastically, but I have a couple of friends who have done it and it's been life-changing and it's been amazing. For the right person, it sounds amazing. It yeah. sounds like something that I think is an amazing idea and then a weekend, I'd be like, no! You've hit it straight on the head, Paula. My problem would be, I don't think, you know some people like don't have favorite clothes? Yeah. And are just clothes are just like utilitarian things to them yeah. and they can wear things dirty and, you know, they really only need three pairs of clothes. Um, yeah. I think I would feel incredibly constrained by having to my whole life on my back and being like, what if it gets lost? I don't want to wear this underwear again. I really don't want to wear this underwear again. Can I also travel with a washer dryer? 
Is that yes, so they, I if, would, if I could travel with a washer and dryer, then I think I'd be good. I would constantly be panicking about like where my documents were. Like I would never <laughs> enjoy myself. <laughs> Just like touching, touching every part of your body. Why aren't they in the one place where I always put them? Oh, they are there. <laughs> It's like one of that thing, like, even though you just, it's like checking Instagram, like, even though you just checked, you have to check again. Yeah, right. There might, I don't know what, t- I, you check the time and then you're like, I don't know what time it is because I looked at Instagram. <laughs> you know, um, you know, another reason why I know I would do really bad in that situation? Why? I love to buy things. Mm. And I don't, I don't say that I'm not a wealthy person. I do not say it as a, a wealthy person, but I love to like pick up weird little things wherever mm. I go. And I, my bag would be stuffed full within three days. I was going to say, I'm imagining you like halfway through the trip, just shaking out your bag. And it's all, it's full of like hundreds of things that are less than three inches big. It's just like tiny little knickknacks. Like rather than, rather than carrying like, I don't know, like a portable phone charger. It's like 15 little hot dog figurines. I would love it. See, that's, I think that's the problem with me is I would love to go see the big things in Australia and buy tiny little things. <laughs> I want to go see the big things and return home to a house of the smallest things. Yeah, I, I think I shop too much. I also do not, you know, a problem with both of us is neither one of us likes to be too warm too cold, too tired, too awake, too hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah, we can only survive within a very narrow band of conditions. <laughs> Emotional and physical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's very true. <laughs> like like I think in order to be somebody who's like I'm going to travel the world for a year, you really have to be somebody who's able to like let go and live in the moment and I mm-hmm. just I just don't know if that really screams us. Yeah, no, I think I would spend a lot of my time on Google being like, well, I'm only in this city for a day. So what is the absolute best ramen I can find? Yeah. (laughs) I want the authentic experience, but not the place where all the Westerners go, but also not a bad place. Yeah. Yeah. And I do need to get all my reviews from Westerners. (laughs) 150%. Yeah. But it seems like a fun idea. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Think about the Instagram photos. I'm very fascinated with people who have done it. I I do sometimes look up, like, there's a couple of blogs of people who have, like, you know what's really interesting? People that sell their house, and it's a a family. It's parents and small kids that travel the world. Oh, I have heard about this. Yes. Because that, I mean, it would be hard enough, like, adults. Yeah. But. To do it with small children, wouldn't you be so grumpy every time you thought about it being like, these little bastards won't even remember this. Yeah, right? So my- You remember when I spent $200 for you to go like freaking swim with sharks and they'll be like, nope. Kids (laughs) just want a rubber band and a Q-tip and they're happy. (laughs) Parent of the year, Paula's (laughs) Um, No, but this is like kind of what happened with my with my dad. So my grandfather was a Chinese history professor. My dad was born in Taiwan. They moved back to New Hampshire once he got. Yeah, he can never be president. We've talked about this. It's uh, probably better for everyone involved. Um, Not that my dad wouldn't be a great president. I just think it would be. He might be good at it, but it wouldn't be good for him. Um, uh, So my dad was born in Taiwan. Then they went back when my grandfather was on sabbatical. And so they spent a year in Taipei and then uh, kind of 
took their time getting back okay. and did like a whole world tour. And my dad oh. was eight. And How my, long did it end? I think like a couple months. They like went oh up God. through like did the World's Fair in uh in Tokyo and then like came back through and went through uh like the Middle East and then went to Europe and then came back to the States. And my aunt doesn't remember it at all. <gasps> because she was like five or six and my dad was eight or nine. And so my dad has these like formative experiences of traveling the world in the 70s, 60s or 70s. And my aunt's like, yeah, no, don't remember it at all. Oh, see, I would be so grumpy if I was a parent and that happened. Or if you were the kid. Yeah. Because parents, do your parents like to do a thing where, um, mine's mostly around movies, but like, I'll, I'll be like, I've never seen the movie E.T. And they'll be like, you've seen E.T. It was like when I was three and they're like, yeah, that doesn't count. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, it doesn't count if you don't have memories of it, Yeah. which is why I make a count, uh, a conscious choice not to remember anything. Paula, if you had to circumvent the globe in let's say somewhere between 79 and 81 days, uh, what would be your mode of transportation of choice? Well, it has to be a hot air balloon. It has to be a hot air balloon. <laughs> oh, the most obvious transition I've ever done. Yes. <laughs> what a weird thing. What a bizarre thing. It's like trains, planes, cars, and sometimes a basket hooked to helium. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's definitely like... So I don't know if the hot air balloon came before the plane or after the plane or simultaneous with the plane. I'd like to think that it's like, you know how in evolution with animals, there are sometimes this thing called like um, analogous evolution okay. where analogous structures. So like sharks and whales both have fins okay, for the same purpose, but they're not related because whales are mammals many whales are mammals and sharks are fish, but they have similar flippers, but the bone structure is completely different. Okay. I just like the idea that there was kind of like a, a not like a space race, but like an air race being like, who's going to figure out how to get to the skies and like went balloons. With balloons. <laughs> then they, one person hitched their wagon to the, to the balloon train and and someone else did planes and planes won. I, have to tell you, it was in 1783 was the first man flight. Really? Yeah. So way earlier. And it pretty... Okay, this is pretty wild. So the, there was a first man flight in 1783. And then King Louis, the... I want to say that's the 14th, but Roman numerals are hard. Originally decreed that condemned criminals would be the first pilots. Because well, he didn't know if they were coming back down. But then they decided, no, no, no. But listen to this crazy-ass thing to happen in France. In 1794 was the first military use of a hot air balloon during the Battle of Fleurs. That's amazing. It seems it's like a not... use. It's not very defensible. I mean, there's a big target that you can shoot at. 
it sounds like maybe it was for like uh like looking around but scouting still. Or, but still pretty obvious <laughs> do, 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 do. and it, i uh, had balloon feels like it would take so long to lift up <laughs> yeah exactly Whoa, no, like, no. yeah, yeah. oh oh dread it's the germans we gotta get out of here one like, arrow <laughs> one arrow is all it takes right, to just that's go, what i'm saying yeah on. And it's not like, it's like, oh, we've got to hide in the cloud cover. So we can't see either. <laughs> now, look, I know I say this a lot, but everyone in the past was dumb. <laughs> Paula, can I, uh, I've thought of another thing that's just tickling me, which is what if like Delta Airlines, one of the options you could take was hot air balloon <laughs> for short commuter flights. Uh-huh. It was just like, you'd strap in and you'd sit, you sit in there and they'd be like, your seat can be used as a flotation device. Uh, we don't have snacks here. You can purchase them, though. Uh, if you want to get the Delta credit card, you can get all kinds of rewards. <laughs> like, and same it's only seats, seats like uh, like four people. <laughs> right, exactly. It's only four people, but one of them's in first class. <laughs> <laughs> he is better than you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, would it have to be like... Would it be would it be like a straight up Delta flight or like you said would it be like Delta whimsy? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like people come out and like they're doing close up magic while you're there <laughs> or like uh, they come out and they're like in order to land you must answer these riddles three. <laughs> you walk on and you have to have both a whimsical hat and a small bird for your shoulder. Yeah. It has to feel like by the end of the flight, someone's murdered and you're, and Poir- uh, Detective Poirot, Poirot is going to figure out who did it. When they're, when they're done, they bring you your, like, they bring you your bags on a little unicycle. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like a trained bear carries your bags but and he's got a fez. It can only bring you like 10 miles. Yeah. It costs $30,000. Right. Now, Josh, have you ever been in a hot air balloon? I have not, but, uh. I have so the ice cream place where I near where I grew up, Kimball Farm. Uh, shout out to the OGs. Um, had this really weird evolution as a vacation spot. So it started off as just like an ice cream stand, and then they had some more Not- land. Yeah. It's never just an ice cream stand. Oh, no. So it was ice cream. And then they had, like, farm animals that you could, like, watch and or feed. Okay. And then they were like, all right, well, let's put in a driving range and a pitch and putt course. Okay. And we were like, okay, sure. And then they put in a major renovation where they put in two mini golf courses and bumper boats. <gasps> I love bumper boats. Bumper boats are the best. And then they were like, well, let's just jump the full fucking shark. And they put in batting cages, an arcade, and a hot air balloon that you could go up and down in. I want to live here. <laughs> and you've oh, never and like a and like a snack shack where you can get a lobster roll. Well, that's every place in New England. So have you ever gone up and down the hot air balloon? I've never done it because we felt like they were selling out at that point and like we knew Kimball's before it was cool. I'll tell you what, putting in a hot air balloon is never selling out. <laughs> selling out is like now, like, I don't know, you, you're sponsored by Kraft Food. It's never yeah, like it, we put in a hot air balloon. Sure, 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 sure. It's, yeah, it's for a hot air balloon, like private jet, sell out. Uh, hot yeah. air balloon, eccentric millionaire. <laughs> That's how you spend your money. Yeah. Now, can I tell you that I don't, this is going to be a very hot take. Okay. 
I'm ready. I'm strapping myself in. I don't I don't know if going in a hot air balloon would be any fun. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like fun for the first 15 minutes and then you're like, oh, we can't go down for another couple hours. Yeah. It's like now we're just up here. At it's, the whim of the wind. Yeah. It's <laughs> probably cold. Mm-hmm. The best part of a hot air balloon is looking at it. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's kind of like if you've been in a plane before, it's the training wheels for a plane. We should put all children in hot air balloons so that they learn the, ma- the majesty of flying. Yes. And then they won't freak out on airplanes. Yeah, I think that's a great... It's, and, like, and it's like a tricycle. Well, and I'll tell you what else. I bet being in a hot air balloon would be very chilly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- you'd have to bring out all your furs. Oh, well, that just adds to the whimsy. <laughs> Mine are all from Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> Elmo. Yeah. <laughs> it's those uh, scarves that have the, the pockets yes. in them for your hands. They're, it's a mitten and a scarf. Yeah, whimsical. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to do it for us. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for listening for another week. Uh, we appreciate you letting us take a little bit of time off. And uh, we're glad that we didn't die in this tornado. Um, just remember, you know, uh, keep wearing your mask, keep socially distancing, keep taking care of each other, keep donating and protesting for uh uh, black lives and the black lives matter movement um just because we are in a pandemic does not mean that we can't take it seriously it's time for our signature segment earnest moment of the week Imajwa. we have an earnest moment from listener sarah who is at burn this flame on instagram hi sarah she says i got another earnest moment for y'all was having a rough day at work until a little boy came into the store with his mom. He let out a big sneeze behind his mask and said, Mommy, I did an accidental bless you. Oh, <laughs> I had to clutch my chest from the direct shot of serotonin made my day. That is so cute. I did. I, I, I did an accidental bless you. Accidental bless you. That's very precious. <laughs> so cute. Oh my gosh, that's a good one. Also, another quick uh, second earnest moment, if you'll indulge me. Uh, Paula, you sent me a box of retro 90s candy. I certainly did. Yeah, from our episode 60, Candy, which we talked about. And uh, you sent it as a care package while I was feeling uh, while I was feeling bad. So thank you. It's very welcome. sweet and you're meaningful. Welcome. Oh, well, that's good because you're not allowed to eat any of it. <laughs> It's all for looks. Yeah, it's for safekeeping until you can come pick it up. Yes, thank you. <laughs> oh, I got my mail delivered to you. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's what. There's like you got a lot of uh, beanbag chairs, like a <laughs> like, like a surprising number of beanbag chairs. Hear me out. Beanbag day. Fill the house with them. <laughs> I'm gonna cut them all open, pour them out. Beanbag mm, room. It's like a mini ball pit. Yeah. Thank you, as always, to Ryan Cruz for designing our beautiful logo. You can find her on Instagram at at rbcruiser. And our good friend, Dylan Dutch, he is on Twitter at at Dylan Dutch. And he made our theme song. (laughs) Uh, If you want to engage with us in the virtual space, uh, you can do so. Only way. (laughs) Yes, you can't come to our apartments. 
which are <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Uh, you can do so. We're at Being Earnest Pod on pretty much all social media, or you can email us at the account beingearnestpod at gmail.com. If you like what you're hearing, uh, there's a couple things you can do. Action items for you. One, write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Oh, God, please do. Two, tell a friend and uh, share your favorite episode with them. Also, please do that. Three, uh, just, you know, just be a good person. Care about people around you. And until next week, just remember that America's theme song is the America's Funniest Home Videos theme song. Thanks, everybody. We're going to get sued. See you next week. (laughs) 